This show is produced by Pastime Studios. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the new topical segment on the show. I'm your host, Eric Biquette, and again, I'm with Josh. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, we can actually talk about some topical things now. Um, uh, I think the first thing we wanted to talk about was the Rittenhouse trial, right? I agree with that. Okay. Um, uh, I think, cause, uh, like, you and I have definitely discussed it between us privately. And, like, there's quite a few things that we agree with, disagree with. I think for framing purposes, we should talk about the legal side of it first before we give, like, our own moral opinions on it, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, so for people not familiar with uh, what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, you more than likely are, but essentially 17 year old kid goes to a black lives matter protest to help, uh, reduce property damage, brings a gun, gets into an altercation with a few people, um, uh, shot three people, killed two, injured one, shot at a fourth person, and he was just recently deemed not guilty on all charges. Uh, he claimed self-defense, and that's been a highly, highly contested subject of whether or not it was or isn't. Uh, yeah. Do you want? You, would you like to start with uh, your your opinion first? Well, if you look at all the evidence, like it's really hard. To say that wasn't self-defense. Yeah, that um, that is the difficult part of this. That you know the the burden of evidence, right? You have to prove that in that moment he did not fear for his life, right? Um. Also that, and um. You also gotta figure out like how the the fire action was produced. I guess you can say. Yeah. Um. Because, let's face it, uh, the video is like damning evidence for the defense. And if you watch the video, which is graphic, like, you know, if you feel uh, distracted as a vice, um, you can see him kind of running away from the mob. The mob is trying to stop him because, you know, he just shot the first guy. Mm -hmm. uh, we will talk about that too, but he was running away. Uh, and then, you know, he was, he was getting attacked too, and he tripped. And so, when he tripped, he kind of surveyed his surroundings, and then uh, the first guy jumped, he shot at him, missed him. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck he missed him. <laughs> you say that like you're and disappointed. That, no, like, <laughs> it, it was literally point blank. How the fuck you miss him? Yeah. But then, so he missed him. Uh, the second guy, which is the skateboard guy, skateboard I told guy. you guys, I told you guys the name. There's essentially uh, jump kick man, skateboard guy, and the other, the third guy who also had a pistol. And yeah. I know that this all started because he killed Rosenbaum. I forget his first name, but Mr. Rosenbaum was the first person. He was fleeing after shooting Mr. Rosenbaum, and that's when the crowd started chasing him and when he fell and yeah so he shot the skateboard <coughs> guy um the guy with the gun actually did kind of point at him mm -hmm. um after he shot which is completely like you know uh completely justified in my opinion see that, uh, that's so... a thing that like i kind of float around too if kyle rittenhouse somehow lost his life during this kerfuffle uh, I think that would have also been justified, which is like very difficult, Definitely. which is also difficult to look at it. Cause you're like, yeah, like he killed people, but it looks like justified self-defense. But then also like if he got killed, that also would have been justified yet. There's no real like bad guy in the story. It, it, it's weird. Yeah. It. Um, actually, I think I legally go uh, brought that up in his uh, latest video. Yeah, I'm going to leave a link to Legal Eagle if you guys are familiar with him. He's a lawyer that does YouTube videos. I think he covered the Kyle Rittenhouse situation purely from a legal standpoint. Very, 
he, he interjects some of his own opinion into it, but I think it's a very fair video. Um, uh, no matter really how you feel about the Rittenhouse trial, I feel like Legal Eagle made a very fair uh, judgment on how to describe the certain laws and how to place it in the, the Rittenhouse situation. Um, uh, that being said, we're probably going to pull some <laughs> quotes from it because like Josh and I just went over that video together um, uh, as part of you know research so we can feel like we can competently talk about this. Um, uh, uh, yeah, because we're just like two, like, we're two whips from Canada, so. Yeah. Like... And, and through that, like, we had a weird realization yesterday where, like, we're Canadian, like, like, I, I'm not uncomfortable saying it, like, and like, as non-Americans. Uh, are, are you uncomfortable with being Canadian? I'm very but... uncomfortable with my Canadianness. Um, uh, ah, of course. But it's just weird, like, as a non-American, like, I I have more of an issue of like why do these fucking people have guns, right? And just in the first place cuz I know like America has a very strong gun culture. So like for a lot of Americans looking at the case, like they're completely dismissing the fact that this person, this person, that person had a gun and they're just more worried about like the situation itself where I feel like a lot of outsiders look at the situation and be like, well this would have never happened if just nobody had a fucking gun on them. Um, I mean, yeah, that makes logical sense. Yeah. Like, if you if you don't have a gun, you can't shoot people. But like if Kyle Rittenhouse was there with the same intentions, because regardless of his political affiliation, like if he was there just to, you know, reduce property damage, like help some small businesses, you know, protect their property and stuff like that. Like that's you know noble because it's not like he's there to counter the Black Lives Matter protest. So you can't say he's anti-Black Lives Matter. It's not like he was there to participate in the Black Lives Matter protest. He was just there to uh, supposedly protect property damage, which, in my opinion, is just neutral. Like he was there neutrally, if that makes sense. He his intentions I... of being there didn't really place him on one side of the aisle or the other. Um, I think uh the fact that he was there to kind of reduce uh the property damage against Susan Day, mm -hmm. um he's uh he's definitely I think was on the the, the Republican side yeah because and I like, believe I believe some white wing people um kind of say like hey yeah, uh, yeah. Kenosha like Kenosha gets under attack air quotes. Yeah. And I go defend the property, and yeah, that's why I went out dead. Yeah, I so. forgot that. That like, the reason why he was there was because a di a, a right leaning place did make a call to action. So I, I guess that does factor in. But again, like they're just there to mind you. I think like the actual verbiage was like we need to stop these thugs or something like that. So like maybe there was some animosity quotes, there. Quotes, quotes, thugs, <laughs> air quote thugs. Um, uh, yeah, and, you know, doing a little bit of research in the Wisconsin law and stuff like that, um, uh, we, <laughs> Josh and I had to really wrap our heads around uh, duty to retreat. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so, and not to, not, not to imagine it's fucking different from every single state. Yeah, and so from I, what we gathered, uh, um, there's no duty to retreat law in Wisconsin. Unless you're the one who provoked the attack. So if you're just a victim of a violent crime, um, uh, you can use lethal force in the name of self-defense. However, if you provoked the attack, then you have a duty of retreat before you can le use legal or lethal force in the name of self-defense. And unfortunately, like looking at the video footage, in both situations, like whether you argue... Kyle Rittenhouse did provoke it or not like he was trying to retreat like both situations like was him fleeing and then the first situation he got cornered in a parking lot turned around and shot in the second instance he was running down the street tripped and fell people swarmed him and, and he shot which kind of sucks because even if you can prove that he provoked the attack he can still legally practice lethal force in the name of self-defense. Yeah, and not to mention that before the first shooting, 
um, somebody shot a gun, uh, yeah. like a hundred feet away, and actually brought that up with Fred too. Like, yeah. Um, um, I'm. What I said was, um, I think that in his mind, the miss, um, was a winter bomb. I Mr. believe the Rosen, first guy, Rosenbaum. Was it? I don't know, man. I'm like half asleep. <laughs> um, Rosenbaum, like, uh, was chasing him. Yeah, I was chasing him, and maybe in Kyle's head, be like, "Oh, this guy m- might be shooting at me." Like, yeah, I this guy might be a, a um like a driving moment, and yeah. that's why he like why I shot him. I believe like five times just to make sure he's dead, because you know when it comes to like gun finance, it's better to be safe than sorry. That makes sense. Yeah, which again is certain things that uh, I'm uncomfortable with. Un like. In my opinion, of all the people who did die, like, who Rittenhouse shot, like, the one that I think is the most clear-cut is Rosenbaum. Is He was being very irate. He was chasing Kyle, uh, throwing things at Kyle. Kyle's running away from him. Kyle hears gunshots, ends up in a parking lot, you know, stuck, you know, between a bunch of cars. Turn around. This guy's still chasing you. You know that he was already throwing stuff at you. you you've heard gunshots. And he shot him four times. One of the four shots hit him in the back, which means he was probably so, you know, on adrenaline that he was probably still shooting this guy while he was falling to the ground if one of those bullets hit him in the back, right? Yeah, I believe the back uh, shot was probably a kill shot. Um, basically, kind of like, a, okay, I'm going to make sure you're, you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure you're dead, but I'm going to make sure you're, like, dead, dead, yeah. you know? And I know a lot of people right now are like, oh, but he was a, he was a convicted pedophile or sex offender, something of that sort. Uh, apparently one person, uh, I believe that, uh, fuck, um, I, I, I can't remember who or what, but one that was apparently a convicted pedophile and another one yeah. is, is, has charges of the domestic violence. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm going to say right now that finding someone's finding out someone's criminal history after you killed them doesn't justify the kill no it, it doesn't it it doesn't matter in trial whatsoever yeah, i think it does dictate the level of mourning that person deserves but you can't just go out and kill someone and then after the fact find out they're a criminal and be like oh okay well i did something good it was like well that wasn't your intentions because you didn't shoot him because they were a criminal right and not to mention, Kyle didn't know that one of them was a pedophile and Ex- one of them was a white beetle. Exactly. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know about the domestic violence uh, for one of them. I'm just going to throw that out. Um, if that's not true, feel free to yell at me in the comments. But <laughs> that's uh, what I heard. So, yeah. again, like, and, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. sorry, you got to continue. <laughs> Um, additionally, just in terms of like the, the one thing that I find suspect, uh, in all of this in Kyle's Rittenhouse claim of self-defense is so we essentially have three people that he shot. Two of them died. One of them was injured. The only person out of the three who actually had a firearm on them was the one that he injured. And watching the video, the last two people he shoot. He, bas- he pulls the trigger once. He shoots at them once. Skateboard or jump kick man kicks him, shoots him once. He drops dead. Um, uh, no, he did. He didn't get hit. Oh, he, yeah, no, that's right. I always forget if it was jump kick or skateboard guy. But uh, <laughs> skateboard guy hit him. And one shot, he drops dead. Uh, the other gentleman comes with a pistol trying to disarm Kyle Rittenhouse once he realizes that Kyle Rittenhouse is an active shooter, he raises his hands with his gun still in his hand, shuffles to the side, tries to grab the gun barrel. He gets shot in the bicep. So one shot for the skateboard guy, one shot for the handgun guy. But when he was most in fear for his life, he shot the guy four times. So I'm not entire. I don't entirely buy how you can be fearful for your life in that situation when you only pulled the trigger one time per guy and the only other guy that you had visual confirmation also had a firearm is the only one you did not end up killing. 
again, it could be um, like again, for the case, uh, for this later, working in, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about when it comes to guns. Yeah, I have very minimal experience uh, with guns, <laughs> hunting only. Um, um the, the only guns I have shot is in Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it could be a shot, uh, a drowning. Um, he can also um, got training. Like I don't know how a teenager in America will get training, but it's, prob- it, 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 it's probably it's probably an option if I'm being perfectly honest. Or Is there maybe, a learner's permit for oh, guns for kids in in the uh, states? I don't know. Like maybe he's seventeen, he might got like an exception. Um, but mm. um, um, or or unless he had the greatest discipline, uh, gun discipline of all time, but. Yeah, and it is uh, important to note, too, that Wisconsin is an open carry state, which also right. suggests that seeing somebody else with a gun there shouldn't make you fear for your life because it's so commonplace, because there's probably a lot of people that you would see in Wisconsin open carrying. So just, like, seeing somebody else with a gun um, uh, isn't much of a shock there, as it would be in, like, where Josh and I live. Like, if you see someone with a gun where we live, like, you call the police, essentially, even if it looks like they're just minding their own business. Yeah, and we live in Ontario, which is probably the closest thing that we can actually, like, see a gun, you know? Yeah, we, we got a lot of hunting. Like, I, I do have experience with rifles, and, and, and I've gone skeet shooting and, and stuff like that, uh, but uh, it's extremely uh, controlled. Oh yeah, I fucking see. Um, uh, I I see guns when um at the pawn shop. Uh, yeah. At, okay, so that's kind of our experience with guns. Um, that his father can also like uh, teach him uh, how to shoot. That is true. A, that is that also a possibility. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, I like I I feel myself like fighting with myself on this whole thing because. On one hand, I completely understand that what happened was legally justified. Like, I understand that he technically broke no laws, he exercised his duty to retreat, he used lethal force in self-defense because he feared for his life, and in all honesty, I do believe he did fear for his life. As childish as it sounds, but he is 17, you know, you have to put yourself in a very childish mindset and believe, like, yeah, he probably thought he was gonna die, like... Like, I understand that he probably feared for his life, but what he said in court is, like, that his exact fear was that they're going to take his gun and use it on him and other people is a bit of a stretch. But I do understand the fact that he's 17 and juvenile, which just leads me to, again, go to, like, why the fuck did he have a gun in the first place? I'd say it, but to protect himself. He used the gun exactly it was intended. Um... Yeah, but... I... It's laws like uh, that that don't make I, sense. It's like, it'd be the equivalent of, um, so in Ontario, the legal age to attain a driver's license is 16. But if you get a job at 15, can you drive anyways because you need to get to work? I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think I'm a tyrant at 15. But yeah, you you get my point, I, I, though. I, I, I fully understand your... I, I fully understand what, you, what you're trying to say, but... Um, yeah. I know it's a bit I, of a stretch, I, but that's that's just how I see it. Like, yeah, to be like, I, I, well, I, he had to protect himself. It was like, well, he was 17, and the best way to protect himself is, was for his parents to make sure he didn't go there in the first place. He has every right to be there as the protesters. Well, him and the protesters all broke curfew, so actually he had no right to be there, along with all the protesters. So? <clears throat> I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to frame it, of like what a 17-year-old kid I, with an AR-15 is, is doing there. Uh, again, like, again, uh, we're gonna uh, reference uh, Legal Eagle here. Yeah. Uh, basically... <clears throat> Uh, what he said was, this is self-defense, but it's also, um, venture that Batman. Vigilantism. Thank you. Yeah, and again, just based off of American commentators I've seen, it is my understanding that along with gun culture, 
there are a lot of primarily right-leaning Americans that also have like vigilante fantasies. And I think I'm pretty confident that this would have this was what it was. Like to see all the footage of Kyle Rittenhouse before the situation, like he looks so happy to be there. Like you can tell that he's enjoying taking charge, yelling at people, telling them that he's an EMT to come to him. He's doing hand signs at like the police officers and stuff like that. Like you can tell that like he's living out like a child fantasy just being there. Yeah, definitely. Um, hand signals. Um, I never heard that. I I've seen just some videos. I don't know if he's just being a dork, but like some doing some kind of hand signals at police officers as they drive by. Okay. Uh so yeah, I I guess we can talk about more the moral side of this uh, trial. Um. Uh, one of the uh, commentators that I like to watch. Uh, you should watch like all of them so you can get like both sides oh. of the story. One thing, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick uh, sidebar, is if you're ever stop. stuck on a situation, watch the most left-leaning possible commentator discuss the issue, and then watch the most right-leaning possible commentator discuss the issue, and hopefully you'll get a good middle ground, assuming that both parties are telling the full truth, but yeah. I, that that that'd be my suggestion. Look at multiple uh, sources. It, it even even like uh, multiple sources on the left and mo- multiple sources on the right. Oh, absolutely. Because you, you never know like what what one person video share and another video person is like fantastic, you know. Yeah. So, um, again, uh, one of the commentators I like to watch. Um, I don't know if and you're familiar with him. His name is Destiny. Um. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he said that this trial was basically like a litmus test that uh, to figure out if people actually like followed the facts of the case and not just uh, political motive. If yeah. that makes sense. And again, that's um, that, that's another thing I struggle with because like my my political leanings want this kid to like get charged and go to jail, but then there's no way that I can look at this case, look at the laws look at the videos and like actually convince myself that like to at least some degree unless Kyle Rittenhouse physically was not there there was no other way that this would have gone down yeah like when I first bought up for uh, pastime topical because the way we do uh, pastime topical is he pick a subject and I pick a subject and then we talk about it uh, mm-hmm. do research and talk about it um, you immediately said, yeah, I think he's guilty. And after a few days of uh, research, you immediately be like, I want him to be guilty. <laughs> but no matter how many times I look at the video, it looks like his self-defense. Yeah, and, and, and that's yeah. bad on me, too, because not a lot of people could, like that. That's a problem that I can look at this, see the facts, understand that he's innocent and or not understand that he's innocent, but like understand that it was, you know, justified self-defense. And then still a part of me was like, but I wish it wasn't. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's completely fucking bad, man. I, I know that's kick, bad. <laughs> you you, you got to get that, my dude. But um, I completely lost my train of thought, but... You mentioned how I, like, after researching it, I changed my mind when I went from he's definitely guilty to I'm at least, at best, on the fence about the subject now. Yeah, so, like, a lot of people did not want to do that whatsoever. It, if, if you're a liberal, he's a white supremacist murderer, and if you're on the right, um, he's a hero, and they deserve it because, you know, he's a pedophile and a white beard. And I'm just, like, sitting down, just looking at it, just, like, washing my hand tie. And basically, just, like, like, guys, what what the fuck are you guys doing, you know? So like, I don't really I, vibe with either I, of those opinions. Like, my, I think my official opinion is just, he was a stupid kid who did a stupid kid thing. He's not a white supremacist. He's not a fucking hero. He's just yeah. a stupid fucking kid who did a stupid kid thing. And now people are dead because of it. Yeah, like um, 
there's going to be a slight detour it'd be like about like three or five minutes but uh there was a uh, a seminal case uh going on with the kind of with the house trial i believe it was um shit it, it was the three white guys yep, that, that that got announced today mr arbery uh that got announced today fuck i didn't see it yeah oh do you want me to f- do you want me to tell you right now while we're recording uh yes please because the- i do have strong opinions on that one all three gentlemen were found guilty good okay they come were- the fuck on man it was uh, guilty for uh, first-degree murder, felony murder, unrightful imprisonment, and intention to commit a felony, I believe. A fucker was jogging. Like, even if yeah. you think... Even if you think that he was the one that, like... You, like uh, I, I think it was burglary. Um, I think that's what even, they were detained... Or, like, un- unlawful imprisonment It was, was one of the charges. Unlawful... That, <clears throat> and uh, aggravated okay, so, assault. I, I know we kind of detoured um, a little bit, but uh, basically, these guys tried to do a sensor arrest. Um, the, the guy was just jogging. I mean, if you look at the video, again, um, he was jogging. He he was like, hey, what the fuck's going on? And the three people were like, oh, we're going to have a sensor arrest. We think you're bogo. And, and it turned into it, a public it, execution. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, he did kind of, um, he did kind of wrestle the gun away, and then, you know, they shot him. Yeah, that's um, completely justified. If I'm going for a fucking jog and these three yahoos in a truck pull up pointing guns at me saying I'm committing a citizen's arrest, like, I immediately default to, I'm dealing with crazy people. I need to get the fuck out of here. I I fully, like, I fully agree. Like, those, like that is not self-defense because I think they tried to use the same argument uh, kind of with houses, no, they, which, is, uh, which is the reason why I brought this up. Like, it those was three to videos, one. Three to one, they had weapons, they had a vehicle, they were not under they were not under great bodily harm or imminent death. I was jogging. Like I will yeah. I will fucking I will bang you that I I would bang that back into your head. The guy was jogging. Like, yeah. Even if again, if even if you have um even if you're like one hundred percent sure this is a guy that did, take a picture, send it to the police. Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, you can't say the same thing for like uh, the Kyle Windhouse case, but that's kind of different. Um, but yeah, so if you look at the video uh, of those two side by side, you can basically see like which one's self-defense and which one nothing. Yeah, like if I showed you what happened to Mr. Arbery and then showed you what Kyle Ritten, what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, and the, the goal was which one of these videos are self-defense. You, you okay, would... okay, okay, prove that guy actually is self defense. Yeah. And again, that that's a thing that I have issues grappling with is that even though I completely understand it, I, I still feel like the whole situation is wrong. And I don't know if, again, that's just me as a non American viewing American gun culture. I don't know if that's more of a commentary on the gun culture side of things, on the law side of things, if it's my own biases I need to work on. I, I really don't know, but I know that this whole situation doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I definitely think uh, bias is one thing because um, I kind of noticed when we uh, did a uh, uh, reaction on Ben, to, uh, on ben Shapiro episode, yeah. you were extremely, um, <laughs> how can I say, um, you didn't like the guy whatsoever? Oh, I, was, I was on that video, <laughs> like, again, I... Uh, when uh, things don't make logical sense to me, I, I have to work it out. I have to say something out loud. Like, I, I don't like hearing things that don't make sense. Whether that's because what you're, what you're saying doesn't make sense or it doesn't make sense to me. If something hits my ear and I don't agree with it or it just, again, flat out doesn't make sense to me, I have to say something. I have to poke and prod at it. I have to call it out. Like it, it's it, it's an impulse of mine. I'm not saying I'm not saying this to like white knight. Like I understand that that's a problem that I have. Like that's an actual bad habit I have. It it can be a good thing or a bad thing too, you know. But to, to some degrees, I, it, like when I'm no. at work and I hear a coworker say something stupid and I put them on blast, like completely unprovoked. Like that's a bad habit. 
Yeah, I can, I, I can definitely see you having he, heated debates yeah. on a game like uh, Final Fantasy X, for example, <laughs> which is a terrible game, by it's the a, way. Wink, it's wink. a masterpiece. It's, uh, it's a trend-setting masterpiece. Trend-setting? Really? It was the first one uh, that uh, had what? facial expressions. It was the first one that had oh voice acting. It was the first one. That, it did so many things right. Like uh, uh, Okay, we, we are going completely <laughs> off topic. Yeah. Kyle <laughs> Okay, so... Closing, closing arguments. Um, the prosecution was fucking shit. Yeah. The, if they were to appeal and try to hash this out again, I would love to see how this case would play out with a better prosecution. Because whether, whether you're super anti Kyle Rittenhouse or super pro Kyle Rittenhouse, we can all agree that the prosecution was shit. Like you can either be happy that the prosecution was shit or upset that the prosecution was shit, but the prosecution was was not good yeah he didn't I, I don't believe he bought up the uh the uh fucking vigilante uh, I, he, he didn't go by the vigilante it, it, angle he brought up fucking video games pointed an a15 uh, at the it. jury uh with uh with terrible uh trigger discipline i would like to point out very terrible also, trigger discipline also that <laughs> As soon as as soon as I pointed that out to you, um, you immediately being like, "Oh my fucking god! I never noticed that." Oh, that 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 because... one still. <sighs> Rule number one: always treat a gun like it's loaded. And he had a gun pointed at the jury with his finger on the trigger, like. Yeah, and that had to be evidence, so that had to be Kyle's weapon. You know? Oh, do you think so? I I wouldn't. I don't even know. I thought he was just making an example. Like this is an AR-15. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I cannot get over the fucking Call of Duty one. Like, he Call actually pulled that. He, he fucking pulled that out at fucking court. Like. And then, regardless of, you know, I know a lot of people argue that the judge himself was very biased towards Kyle Rittenhouse. But that, even if that were true, the prosecution did uh, consistently attempt to, like, bring up evidence that was already dismissed out of court. Which, even if it should not have been dismissed, you don't step on the judge's toes like that. Which is why I would like an appeal with a different prosecution, a different judge, and see if that changes the outcome at all. Because if we were to appeal, different judge, different prosecution, and still deemed not guilty, I think I'd have a better time accepting that. Also, I believe he, the prosecutor tried to invoke um, Kyle with the House Fifth Amendment. That's that's one, that's like, that that's like one of the two or three times that the judge basically sent the jury out and basically just yell at the guy. Yeah, well, what is that? That's the right to not incriminate yourself. Uh, what do you mean, silent? Right to me, I silent. believe. Yeah, the wicked Canadian, okay? Don't yeah. Fucking know the shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh. Close the arguments. The shooting was justified. The guy, the guy was basically trying that little fancy, and um, it it sucks. People got shot. You know, he he yeah. at the moment fight or flight response. Yeah, like it's one of those like looking at the situation. Like Kyle Rittenhouse, unfortunately or fortunately, depending how you look at it, had the right to exercise self defense. Now, whether it should have been a lethal amount of force or not is completely debatable. Uh, I wish he didn't use lethal force. Like, I, like you know, he was able to maim one of them. Um, uh, maybe it was a fluke or maybe he missed. He was aiming for center mass and just shot him in the bicep. I don't know. But if he shot that gentleman in the bicep on purpose, I would, I would have hoped that maybe he could have exercised the same level of restraint with other people. That's just... That's neither here nor there though that really doesn't fucking matter in the grand scheme of it all um uh i understand that he had the right to defend himself given the law duty to retreat whether he provoked it or not um uh, i just wish it had a different outcome and like i do understand that a lot of people are like oh well his punishment of having to live with this is enough but like i do wish that there was some level of legal discipline here just so that it doesn't set a precedent for f people wanting to copy kyle rittenhouse like with definitively intentional purposes. 
um, even if that that's true, um, the biggest difference is that Kyle House, Kyle House, Kyle, Kyle, shut up. I, I, I would just say Kyle. Um, it was self-defense, and yeah. if somebody did like think like, oh, this is a this is an excuse to be like, oh, I'm just going to shoot back at Miles and say I'm free for my life. Um, if if you actually just like if 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 you show that L15 are just start shooting everyone, like you're the purple girl, and it's not self-defense. That's murder. So yeah, yeah. All right. Um. I think we got a lot off of our chest on that topic i think we're going to take a quick break now and uh yeah we'll be we'll be back in a few moments hey there i'm going to take this moment to plug our stuff again <laughs> if you enjoy this content and would like to see more discussions i have with people you're already on the right place just scroll down however if you need some visual stimulus josh streams on twitch and youtube at king tamacross along with his own style of commentary videos and if you would like some fun fiction, I've also written an e-series called Project Maternity. Shout out to our patron, Kevin. And if you would like to become a patron yourself, go to patreon.com slash pastime. I'll leave all the links in the description. And let's get back to the show. All right. And we are back. Um, another thing Josh and I want to discuss, since we're on the topic of accountability, uh, Mr. Travis Scott. Yes, him. <laughs> Definitely someone that I'm very familiar with. Definitely. Definitely. No, I'm, I'm not a rap guy. Well, you're not familiar this with is, his music, but you're familiar um, with the situation that happened. Uh, the only thing I know about Travis Scott is, um, do you remember when people wanted uh, Sweet Victory uh, Sweet Victory at the NF uh, Super Bowl, I believe? Yeah. Oh, that's and they right. did, yeah. And and they did like the the like script would be like, hey everyone, we're going for Sweet Victory, and then they started, and then the Travis Scott song uh, came on. Uh, what what's it called? Um, I don't I don't know. I forget. It, might, it was probably Sicko Mode, but Sicko Mode. Yeah, it was that, and everyone was like super fucking pissed about it. Yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, on other top on other topics that's not so heavy, uh, a bunch of people die of trampling <laughs> and squeezing and a lot of things. So, Fred, how do you feel about that? So I know that a lot of people are looking for somewhere to put the blame. Like, some people want to blame the uh, property management, the the people who hosted it. Other people want to blame Travis Scott. I'm in the boat of it's both of their fucking faults. Like, it's definitely it's the um, management's fault for facilitating it, not stopping it soon enough. It's Travis Scott's fault for not doing his due diligence when he himself started noticing shit going on in the crowd and, and cutting it off himself. Um, uh, yeah. So both I, parties have I, the opportunity to pull the plug. Yeah, I'll definitely say this um, right off the bat. Um. You can't really like, you can't really have like cell like cell injuries if in terms of a concert like that big. Mm -hmm. um, well, because they had, they had medical staff, like they that that is something yeah, to exactly. be expected. Yeah, but as soon as like as soon as they notice like hey people are dying here, uh, they should immediately just stop the show, just drag Travis uh Travis Scott. Away from the the performance stage, be like, hey, people are fucking dying. Well, again, what people don't realize, shut up. what people don't realize too, is that when uh, they have a whole protocol for when a situation like this happens, they have a whole preset thing that they can play in the situation to get people out of there, give them instructions. Like, there's there's a contingency plan when, for when stuff like this happens. Additionally, like Travis Scott has an earpiece. Like any performer in this in at that scale of an event. Like, Travis Scott has an earpiece where they can directly talk to him to tell him things like um, uh, when to introduce people, when his cues are, if the show needs to stop. So, like, that's where their guilt lies. Like, everyone, even if only Travis Scott could have, if, if Travis Scott was the only one who was able to stop the show, there were people who had the power to give him that information to stop the show. 
Yeah, and, but and also um as a performer, it's kind of your duty to make sure that everyone else is like safe and such. Because as soon as uh it happened, people were posting stuff from Lincoln Park when Chester um rest in peace. Uh, Chesso basically said like, um, "Hey, you you good? Okay, so." Oh yeah, there's uh, there's tons uh, he, of examples. Um, um A seven X, which is a people don't know the abbreviation, stands for Advanced Sevenfold. Um, he, uh, shit, M. Shiles, um, uh, M. Shiles was saying, and he immediately be like, yo, yo, that you good? You good? Okay, good. We're gonna take like a minute, and then we'll continue. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, there was also this rapper. I, I think it was a rapper. I'm not sure. Um, he basically, like, be like, hey, that guy having a seizure. Yeah. And immediately stopped the show. Um, there was also, uh, with Nirvana. Nirvana, uh, Billie Eilish, NF, uh, like there's there's countless examples that that prove that it is possible to for the performer to shut the show down, especially if yeah. stuff is happening in their face. Like Travis Scott saw ambulances trying to get through the crowd. He he saw and a I, body I, I, I will, crowd. Like I, he saw a, a, at least at the time an unconscious person being carried through the crowd, and he kind of just like stared at him and just like hummed along. Which is kind of unnerving. Also, I would like to point out the fact that people actually, um, there's video of people actually on top of the evidence, like, oh, uh, yeah. dance, dancing, I guess. And I don't know what it's called, but. And, like, another uh, thing, like, for pretext, like, Travis Scott completely condones that behavior. Behavior. Or not condones. Yeah, condones. He completely approves of it. He, um, uh,. Yeah, I think uh, when I asked you, like, was um, Travis Scott, like, I, I I usually say, like, type, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it's, um like, portrayed. But you told me that he is basically just chaos. Yeah, he loves chaos. Like, he's had fans jump off of balconies. People have gotten paralyzed. Uh, one time he was, I don't think he was quite crowd surfing, but he was on, like, the edge of the stage. And someone, I think a fan tried to, like, steal his shoes or something like that. Or, like, a fan grabbed his shoes. And he, like, told everyone around him to beat the shit out of him. Uh, he actively encourages fans to, like, don't care if you have a ticket. Just find a way in. Let's party. Like, he he completely yeah. orchestrates. Um, well, not orchestrates, but he, he approves of it. Right. He facilitates it. He encourages it. Yeah, and I also like to point out the uh, Gates thing. Um. Uh. Apparently, tickets sold. There was like uh, forty-eight thousand, but there was also an additional twelve thousand. Without um, tickets. Without tickets, that kind of stormed the gates, and uh, yeah, stormed the gates. Basically, that's basically what it looks like. You see the footage. Uh, they're they're yeah they're they're storming the gates. Yeah, like fuck it, be like Normandy or something. But um. Um, I believe uh, if it was uh, just the ticketed people, um, the venue cap captivity because that matters too yeah. would have been like they would have been fine, but because the additional like twelve people, twelve uh, k people, <laughs> twelve it, extra people, chaos ensues. Yes, it's a, it's a very yes. delicate mathematical algorithm. How many people we can fit in here? Yeah, thirteen. It will just be a genocide, you know. <laughs> like, and that's another thing too. Like. The show went on for like 40 more minutes after police announced it as a mass casualty event. And no one decided to like bring that information to Travis. Like, we need to stop this. We need, we need to oh, end it. Or oh, Drake. Or, or Drake, who is, you know, backstage for the majority of it until Travis Scott um, uh, introduced him, right? Uh, the, yeah, I believe so. I don't know how the... Um... I don't know how like the the web uh, web concerts usually go. This is like more your so, real so thing. Sicko mode is a song by Travis Scott and Drake, and he was closing with Sicko mode. So they're like, "Oh, guess what? Fucking Drake's here!" And then they came out and did Sicko mode to close the show. I'm pretty sure. So for the majority of the Travis Scott concert, Drake was probably just vibing backstage, which probably also indicates that there was no fucking radio chatter about this, or else Drake would have picked it up. 
uh fuck like what would it make sense like if you have like a guest artist like to kind of watch uh the crowd to make sure everyone no he was um, probably in that, the green room that is, is that a green one like yeah it's essentially I, I, a room where performers wait he would probably have whatever catering whatever friends that hang out backstage a big tv showing what's going on live and that's about it. And then he gets told, like, sir, like, your cue's coming up. Like, meet us backstage now so you can go on stage. And be like, oh, my God, it's the guy from Glee. Or, <laughs> no, the, the, he's from Degrassi. No, he was out. Degrassi. Like, like, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking watch TV shows, man. I'm a fucking weep. As I said before. But, um, also, um, this is not, I, I would like to talk about the audience, if that's okay. Yeah, go for um, it. A uh, little background on me. Um, the, uh, when I grew up listening to music, I was mainly a punk metal type of guy, like punk rock metal mm-hmm. um, type of person. The only rapper I was exposed to was Eminem. And um, basically, like... You sound it, so I, white right now. Yeah, of course I'm fucking white, man. <laughs> you, you fucking see me. <laughs> uh, so... Um, you know, that's people when like do moss pits and like circle of death and when they basically like run into each other mm-hmm. and it's super it's super fun, you know. Um, but the reason why I'm bring this up is uh there are rules. So they there are rules that to make sure nobody gets hurt. Like if somebody falls on the ground, you immediately pick them up. And there are also uh safe zones. Uh, yeah. Like around the venue, that be like, okay, don't fuck with me. I'm not here, you know. And yeah. also, if you like, kind of fucking swing your hands around and try to attend it into people, um, you're probably gonna get your ass kicked. So, yeah. uh, the reason but that uh, might be again, a capacity the... thing too. Like maybe people can do mosh pits and stuff like that without mass casualty events occurring, is because they have the capacity for it. Like they they have the right amount of people for the venue they're at. So like crowding isn't a space. And then you can like, cause you said you can choose to go to a safe area or you can go to the pit and like there's rules and etiquette, but if there's just jam packed with people, then how can you even get from the pit to the safe area? Vice versa. Is there even a separation between them because everyone's packed like sardines, right? Yeah, there should be, but um, again, it could be just that differences from gen on uh, because I don't think like um again like uh when it comes to rap, I am completely like ignorant like <laughs> uh, if anyone have a problem with what I'm saying, of course feel free to contact me or just yell at me in the comments. Feel free um, to send death threats to this email. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, um, I got a death threat for missing me and wants to leave legends. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but metal, like metal, like punk metal people, like we, we know, like we know, it's like it's engaged and uh, engaged in mm-hmm. the culture, you know. Um, rap fans, I'm not sure on that whatsoever. The thing so, is, maybe people don't know about the like the rules of etiquette, but um, that's why like that could also be like a factor. Like maybe less people would have been injured or killed if people know that. Yeah, and like additionally, like I want to point out like the sides that they're that this story. I don't think there's anybody out there who believe it was solely Travis Scott's fault. I think there are people who are think who think it was both of their faults, and then Travis Scott fans who just want to blame the management. Yeah, bad like stands, you know. Yeah. Uh, or you know um, what no there might be like a small handful of just like Travis Scott haters who just want to blame just Travis Scott but I think for the most sensible people like there's people who com- who see that it's both of their faults and then there's probably just a couple of Travis Scott stands that don't want to put any blame on him so they can only blame the management but it's very clearly both of their fault yeah it's basically just poor management <clears throat> And not to mention tra- Travis Scott churches. As soon as you saw the evidence, I think you should probably should stop it because I believe yeah. there was like two, two short stoppages, I believe. Yeah, I think he stopped the show on two separate occasions. 
just to kind of get his wits and be like, everything, what's going on? Oh, just yeah. get out of their way. And then he kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, on if I was up now, um, as soon as I saw the ambulance, I'd be like, okay, we're going to let the ambulance do their things. Uh, we're going to take a Bevo and then come back and just do the rest of the show, you know? Yeah. And not to mention that if you actually, like, again, um, Again, what the fuck am I talking about? If you look at the footage, they're basically like packing into sardines. Oh, yeah. And that that's also another thing that you have to look at. And that can be enjoyable, too. Like, even say that, like, everyone's all crammed in, but, like, no one's in, like, any kind of mortal danger. Like, that, that just must be fucking uncomfortable to be that crammed in. You buy, you, you pay X amount of dollars for a ticket and you don't have, like, any personal space whatsoever. Like, that, that can't be comfortable. And, like, that's so easy to visually see that, like, this is a lot of fucking people. Like, this doesn't look good. Yeah. And not to mention, they were over, um, over the, where the arena cap, cap, capacity. capacity. So that can also, yeah. yeah. I got you. So probably, you. You should probably be used to this by now. Oh, I, I know I am. Uh, but, yeah, so... That can also play a factor too because it's not uh, built to handle this many people. Mm-hmm. If, um, so yeah, like I know that there's a lot of lawsuits. There's a couple huge class action lawsuits, which I feel are going to be the most fruitful ones. Like I feel like if this is going to go anywhere, it's going to be a class action lawsuit because you got to get as many people in the same group for like the maximum payout i guess because if you have all of these people in the lawsuit against travis scott and drake um uh that, and that the has, people and management yeah like that's probably the best course of action is to settle this in a, in a class action lawsuit yeah i think i agree too i actually want to do like 400 like i i think um i think when we did our research there was like 437 yeah, um, cases. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it was uh, valued at like $2 billion. Like. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. But yeah, I think I can't uh, class as in action lawsuit. Yeah, it's definitely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought for a second. But. Do you feel that the the 12,000 extra people who stormed the gates and came in and stuff like that are equally uh, eligible for that compensation? Or do you think they might have contributed to the problem? Uh, they definitely contributed to the problem. But if there was, like, someone died, and if if someone dies and he doesn't have a ticket, like it seems kinda of ridiculous that they should be left out. Because when whenever they like it or not, they they attended your concert and they you you are responsible for his safety, basically. Yeah, but then at the same time, I know that it's difficult on an individual basis, but like as a group of people, those twelve thousand something odd people who stormed the gates and, and came in without tickets, like as a group, they're also responsible for causing this. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Like they definitely yeah. pay. They pay. They definitely pay. Um, they definitely play um a role in this tragedy. Yeah. I guess you could say. But again, I will. I will state my argument again. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're responsible for their safety too, even if they don't have a ticket. Yeah. Especially since this doesn't. Uh clear them of anything but they definitely did it with the encouragement of travis scott as well so like that didn't help like if he didn't if if, 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 if anything that strength is their case if you think about it well i only did it because he because he told me to and uh, maybe nah never mind that's stupid okay yeah um so like yeah yeah like i would at least morally i would also put some blame on the people who showed up without a ticket, stormed the gates. Uh, morally, morally, Travis Scott uh, was fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Drake should probably have an eye on. Management was fucking terrible. And the 12K people definitely play a part of that, too. Yeah, you it's know? not like they went with their, like, 
I understand that they didn't go with like the intention of like fucking crowd surging and stuff like that, but like they are definitely the reason for the crowd surging. And then Travis Scott and management are the reason why it was allowed to continue to happen, why people thought it was okay to do it, why nobody stopped it, like why people ignored the police and the fire department when they said it's a mass casualty event, we need to get people out of here. When they have the resources, they have a pre-fucking, they just press a button and it goes up on the screen, all the lights turn on, there's a pre-recorded message giving everyone instructions on how to exit Um. Uh, because they uh, wasn't well, wasn't they, there a woman wasn't there a woman that was screaming to a cameraman like hey somebody's dead yeah and it could have been easily doable too because the in the police report uh it mentioned that the crowd surging was shifting from left to right not forward to backwards which means the exit like the the way out of the venue wasn't an issue wasn't sardined it was everybody trying to stay in the venue that's why the crowd kept shifting from left to right instead of front to back because there was nobody well at first like there was nobody trying to leave which means they still could have exited safely had they just played the pre-recording yeah yeah i agree with that i i agree with that one percent again it's terrible management and terrible for terrible i guess yeah terrible management terrible management of travis scott mm -hmm. he, he should have and he should have stopped as soon as management said like hey people are injured take a breather basically well i know that like one of the reasons management mentioned that is that they're afraid that if they stop the show people would get upset and it would create a riot like that that was one of their concerns what? That if they stopped the show, people would get angry and a riot would occur. True, but then you said like, okay guys, we're stopping your show. Someone's dead and there's a lot of injured. So take a breather, we'll be back. But at the same time though, if you stop the show to preserve life, then you're not responsible for the riot that happens. But now instead, you're responsible for the deaths that happen because you wouldn't end the show. If you ended the show, you wouldn't be responsible for the riot. That'd be people being pissed off, but you did it to preserve life, which is completely justifiable, and people would eventually get get over it. But now, because you didn't stop it, because in all honesty, the real reason is probably money, because you didn't want to refund anybody. Like you're responsible for all these fucking deaths. Basically, um, I don't know about them. Yeah, it's probably is about money, but. Yeah, like the God, like if you're gonna bring up like oh, if they stop the show, they're gonna start riot, um, argument. Like it's out of your hands at that point, anyways. Like it's it's out of your hands at that point, anyway. So you might as well like say like, hey, people are dead, people, a lot of people are injured. Yeah, we're gonna take up evil. We'll be back. Additionally, it's not like the police aren't already there. Because they, the yeah. police were there calling it a mass casualty event. So, like, even if a riot yeah, was, did break out, you have the police right there. Yeah, wasn't there, like, 1K uh, police now? Uh, I think it was security. Between security, police staff, there's about 1,000 security people between security staff and police officers. So, yeah, like, even if you see out the riot, you should have enough manpower to, like, um, I don't let it burn. Or just um, just stop it, you know. So yeah. that's it, that's um, that's a ter terrible argument, but yeah. Oh, that's not my argument. That is the management's argument. That that is something that they said. That that's why they didn't stop it because oh. they were afraid a riot would break out. Okay, my bad. But <laughs> yeah, like I I think they were well equipped to deal with a riot, but even then, like yeah. You yourself responsible for the safety of your customers. Oh, for sure. And I, I think I think we're gonna end it here. If uh, do you have any closing thoughts about either thing we discussed today? Um. So for the guy, I can never pronounce his last name. <laughs> but, um, Kyle. Um. I'm probably gonna get like a bit of uh, backlash for this, but um, 
I do wish him well. And I do wish for the guy that got shot in the bicep, um, like well too. I hope they can they can live normal lives after this. They won't, but I hope they will. And for Travis Scott, what the fuck were you doing, man? <laughs> you know. Yeah. On the Kyle House thing, Kyle, Kyle House. I said it now too. Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't wish him well. I understand the context of everything, but like you made a stupid decision. You got to fucking live with it. I don't care if that keeps you up at night. I'm, t- I'm trying to be nice, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, as for Travis Scott, like fucking same thing. Like I, I hope, I hope this at, at bare minimum teaches you a lesson and that this changes your conduct from this point forward. If uh, your fans allow you to continue to have a career after this. But, uh, uh... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but we're going to end it here then. Um, uh, once again, if you want to see other stuff that we do, Josh is on Twitch at King Tamacross. Uh, I got other episodes of a podcast right here if you want to listen to other stuff I've done with other people. And I have another e series called Project Maternity. Links to all that in the description below. Anything you want to say, Josh? GG.